0: Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast with your hosts, physical therapists Dr. Michael Gorman and Dr. Lauren Bennett. This podcast will discuss a variety of health-related topics focused on educating the aging adult, allowing for an active lifestyle no matter the age. Don't forget to rate, subscribe,
1: and share. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast. We are your hosts, Dr. Michael Gorman and Dr.
0: Lauren Bennett.
1: Coming to you from beautiful St. Louis, Missouri, we are two doctors and physical therapists eager to share our knowledge with you today on what is personally my favorite sport, and that is the beautiful game of golf. Now, I will tell you that sometimes I leave the golf course and I am like this oh but sometimes i leave that golf course and i feel like this so please understand that uh, i am not a scratch golfer by any means so i'm not here to make you a super golfer today but what we are here to do is we're going to talk about the body of the aging adult and how that can affect your golf swing and most importantly We want to give you a few tips today to help you to keep on the golf course. So again, as I said earlier, this is a little disclaimer, but as we said earlier, we are not golf pros and we are not going to change your golf swing. We're going to leave that to the golf pros and there's many good golf pros in your community. But we always like to tell a story and I am here to tell an amazing story of a recent patient of mine. So this gentleman's name is Don and Don is, I believe he's 89 years old, but every week Don goes golfing and I believe it's nine holes, maybe 18, but at least nine holes, but it's three golfing buddies. They're all in their nineties and one is actually 100 years old. And so I used to joke with Don all the time. I'm like, Don, have you called the Guinness Book of World Records? I mean, this is amazing. You guys must be the oldest foursome out there, but they got out there. They got out there every week and they were enjoying the game. And so that's just a story that tells you that age is truly just a number. If you have a passion for golf, don't let your age, don't let injury keep you from the golf course. That
0: is truly amazing. I hope Don and his friends continue playing forever. That's awesome. All right, so let's talk some numbers today before we get started. According to the National Golf Foundation, nearly 25 million people played golf on a golf course in the United States in 2020. So that is around 8% of the total population of the United States. 77% of the golfers are male, while 23% are female. And the median age of a golfer in the United States is 54 years old.
1: Hmm. (laughs) that must mean mean i'm just about average (laughs) that's kind of what i figured
0: let's see where you stand on this one an average drive for a tour pro is 291 yards while the average golfer comes in at 235 yards what
1: do you think about that oh lauren's looking at me and that definitely means i'm average once again now it doesn't say whether it's going 235 yards straight or way left or way right, but I'm sure it goes 235 yards somewhere. I
0: should say it's all about how far you can hit it, right? <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> Hopefully you don't experience this one though, but up to 30% of pro golfers play injured every week. So here we'll discuss some of the common golf injuries. There was a study of 32,000 golfers and the injuries are as follows, most to least. So the most common injury was low back, which I could definitely see, left shoulder, right shoulder, left knee, right knee, sensing a pattern on the left side of the body here, hips and left wrist. And that came from a study from the TPI, which uh, Mike is gonna discuss later. So stay tuned what that means. There's another survey out there of 400 golf pros that stated that low back pain, that injury was the most common injury in men and that the wrist was the most common injury in women pros. 39% of all injuries from LPGA golfers.
1: Any thoughts as to why the wrist is such an issue with females? I don't have the answer. I was going to say,
0: I was going to ask you that.
1: The only thing I can think of is that most times, females are more mobile. Their joints are more mobile than males. And we know that in the golf swing, in the good golf swing, which is what the pros have, there's typically some movement of the wrist. So I, I don't know. I mean, but when I saw that, I was surprised. I was really surprised by that.
0: Yeah, I always think about low back injuries when it comes to golf or more so shoulders. Are really so, you know, trying to be so powerful with their drive. But...
1: So people ask me a lot is golf good for me? Should I golf? If I have back pain, should I golf? Will I get back pain if I golf? And the answer is to be 100% truthful. Golf is a very low impact, safe game that you can play your whole entire life. But there is definitely a lot of golf injuries out there. So we need to talk about why is there so many golf injuries? So I've got a few reasons. First of all, Is poor body mechanics. So when we talk about body mechanics, well, that's just kind of a fancy word for how are you bending? How are you lifting? How are you moving? When the golfer goes to lift the ball out of the hole, oftentimes you'll see the golfer do what's called a golfer's lift. What that is, is when you stand on one leg and you lean forward and the other leg kind of goes behind you. Sometimes they'll be holding on with the club as they're doing that, but you'll see a lot of golfers do that. Well, Maybe a more inexperienced golfer may just squat down and bend through their back to pick the ball up. So that could be one thing. Next thing is poor swing biomechanics. We could talk hours about this. And there definitely is a good pattern to a good golf swing. If you look at pros, you'll see how pros golf. And then you go to your local driving range and you may see just about everything out there. Now, pros get injuries as well. We could talk about that, but some of that may be because they're playing so much. You know, they're playing four or five rounds a week and they're walking miles and miles and miles a day. So poor swing biomechanics, just are things moving where things should? Are things being stable where things should? And if they're not, then eventually if you golf enough, you'll get some breakdown somewhere and you'll get some pain. Next thing is excessive practice or just overuse. Although golf is a low impact sport, you're putting a lot of stress on your joints, and so you can't go from as I've said in past podcasts. You do you want to run a marathon? Well, you better take your time and slowly training up for that. What if the amateur golfer all of a sudden falls in love with golf and they're at the range four times a week and they're hitting 120 balls each time? Well, again, you couple that overuse maybe with some poor swing mechanics. Well, you got you have some problems. Next thing as to why so many golf injuries is no regular customized exercise program. If you ever watch a pro event now, I would say especially now, you might see a pro or two that may be a little bit out of shape, but overall, they're very good athletes. You look at them, they're very lean. They've got good physiques. Perhaps there's a few golfers I can think of in the older days that were very overweight and they're like, wow, how can they do that week after week? But You definitely need to be on an exercise program because when you're doing your golf swing, you're putting stress to your whole entire body. Next reason why so many golf injuries is poor nutrition. We are what we eat. We need to fuel our bodies in order for our bodies to perform correctly. And the last thing is just improper club fitting. Now, I'm not saying if you're new to golf, I'm not advising you to go out and <laughs> spend a $1,000 on a set of irons. Although Lauren did tell me that she gives her husband carte blanche to go to the local uh, golf galaxy and buy whatever clubs he wants.
0: He would consider himself the luckiest guy, but that's not accurate. (laughs) I
1: do hope that when he listens to this podcast that he then just grabs his credit card and then just takes a quick jump because I did hear from Lauren that you have carte blanche to go. But anyway, you know, if you do get a little bit more serious about golf and start playing more, you want to have the right equipment. Just like if you're a runner, you want to get the right shoes. Well, if you're a golfer, you want to get clubs that are fitted for you. But anyway, that's some things about why there's so many golf injuries out there. But from a physical therapist standpoint, you know, our job is to look at how the body moves and if it's inefficient, how can we make it more efficient? Not to get too in-depth here, but certain parts of your body are meant to be mobile and certain parts of your body are meant to be be stable. So when we're looking at a golfer and they're setting up their at address of their ball, you know, start from the ground up and you're looking at their ankle and then you're looking at their knee and then their hip. Well, the ankle is a very mobile joint. Our knee is more stable. Our hip is more mobile. Our low back is more stable. Our mid back needs to be more mobile, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just a chain going from the ground up. Well, you can figure out, What happens if the golfer, which happens to a lot of golfers, senior golfer, not a senior golfer, but if your hips are stiff and you're taking a backswing or your downswing and your hips are stiff and you can't rotate through your hips and maybe in your pelvis area, well, you're still going to swing the golf club and you're still going to hit the ball, but something else has to overcompensate and apply too much stress to it. Same thing as what if that same golfer that has a stiff hip, one thing that Dr. Ben and I see a lot in our practice is people whose mid-back is very, very stiff. So your mid-back, fancy term, it's called your thoracic spine. It's right above your low back, which is your lumbar spine. If that mid-back is stiff, well, we know when you golf, a lot of the motion, a lot of the rotation is occurring through that thoracic spine. Well, if you can't move through there, Typically, what happens is more stress gets placed on the lower back, causing injury. So the body, we say a lot, it's very complex. And I say a lot that it's amazing that as dysfunctional some people's bodies are, that it's still functional. But if you're a golfer and you're experiencing pain, you're injured, and you can't enjoy golf as you want anymore, what I really recommend is to find a physical therapist, who is also a TPI certified professional. TPI, real quick, that stands for Titleist Performance Institute. So yeah, all those Titleist golf balls off there, they have a performance institute. Different health professionals can take classes to learn more about how the body's impacting the swing. And I have a shameless plug. I am actually a TPI level certified professional, and I have openings on my schedule right now for any golfer that might be in pain and that's keeping them from the course. All
0: right well stay tuned here we're going to take a short break and then we're going to come back to learn about what to do with these injuries.
1: iMove PT is proud to be the sponsor for the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast. iMove PT is a mobile physical therapy company based out of St. Louis Missouri and expanding throughout the United States. We bring a unique one-on-one physical therapy experience to the privacy, safety, and convenience of our patient's home, office setting, or the location of their choice. For more information about iMove PT, please go to www.imovephysicaltherapy.com or feel free to email us at info at Have a great day. Welcome back. Now we're going to talk about what do we do with these
0: injuries, but... Before we get to talking to that, I wanted to bring something up with Mike. We didn't talk about the elbow earlier. I know as a physical therapist treating in an outpatient clinic, a common injury I saw was that inner elbow, medial elbow pain, we call it. And I treated that, we actually call that golfer's elbow. So Mike, what do you know about that? I know that it relates to gripping your club, but could you elaborate a little bit more on that?
1: Sure. I'd be more than happy to, Dr. Bennett. When we're talking about golfers, elbow again, it's a pain you get on the inside of your elbow. What you have is you have all these muscles that are in your forearm, and some of these muscles go into the inside of the elbow. It goes from muscle to tendon to bone. And what can happen is I always tell people, so right now I'm trying to help my son learn golf. I tell him all the time, you have to relax your grip you have to relax your body. And some people hold on to that club so tight that it causes a lot of stress to the muscles, which then that force goes all the way up to the inside of your elbow, and it can just cause overuse and irritation of that area. So there was a golfer and his name, I believe, I'm trying to think of the quote, but I believe it was Sam Snead. And he was a great golfer and RIP Sam Snead. I'm quite sure he's not on earth anymore, but, uh, He used to always say, when you're holding a golf club, think about you're holding a bird in your hands. It's that same type of tension that you would have. Problem is when people either try to overswing or over grip, they can get that elbow pain. So I know it wasn't in the injuries that we talked about earlier, which I was surprised, but uh, Lauren and I were talking, it may have been because they were lumping in elbow with the wrist. I'm not really sure, but definitely there is a lot of elbow pain out there
0: definitely one of the most common injuries I've seen in the clinic. So gripping your club is very important there.
1: Lauren, how often do you golf?
0: So I probably golf like twice a year. Oh. And it's more of a social thing, let me tell you. (laughs)
1: Okay, trying to have a drink in the (laughs) cart.
0: Yeah, when we get to the part about whether we recommend using the cart or walking, I'm quite the hypocrite on that.
1: I encourage you, if you ever want to golf, it may not be best for your husband to teach you how to play. Maybe hire a golf pro for that, okay? Well, after
0: he taught me how to ski, I think I'll go with the golf pro this time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what do we do with these injuries we're experiencing? Of course, we're going to recommend proper evaluation by a physical therapist. Either somebody that at least understands your game and your passion or one of those TPI certified physical therapists help get you back on the course quick. A specific treatment plan only after a thorough evaluation is performed. And then speak with your therapist about the proper rest and playing balance, which Dr. Gorman is going to go on to explain how to return to golf course, just here in a second. But discussing that with your healthcare professional on the proper rest and playing, because everybody likes to play so much. It's really, really hard to take those rest days. Developing appropriate goals for yourself. And then you have to accept that it is okay to play maybe just nine holes or less than that when you get back to playing after an injury and not the full 18, even though your mind may be telling you yes. So Dr. Gorman, can you go on to explain a little bit more about how to return to the golf course like we just talked about?
1: Absolutely. So I've treated hundreds of golfers in my career. And what I'm going to tell you now is free of charge. It's free advice, but I think it's very sound advice. And this goes for really whatever injury maybe keeping you from the course, or it could be something if you have had decreased balance lately for some reason, maybe you had some vertigo or, you know, you might've had a stroke and the balance is affected and you've worked your way back and you've done your therapy and all that. Now it's time to get on the course, but we have to be smart about it. So what I'm going to tell you is what I feel is a great approach. First of all, you can't just get on the course after not playing for a while because of the injury. I really recommend doing some test runs at the driving range first. I recommend to all my patients before they're coming back from injury, whatever the injury is, go to the driving range a minimum of three times. So the first time you go to the range, I would advise hitting about 30 to 40 balls. And that's just with your shorter club, your wedges, your nine iron, maybe an eight iron. But definitely keep it with the shorter clubs then after doing that, see how your body tolerates it. Of course, if you have pain during, we do not recommend that you hit through pain. If you just feel shortness or feel the area working, that's fine. But if the pain that you were experiencing, that kept you from the course. If that comes back just as it did, you don't want to play through that. All right. So after the first time at the range, you need to assess and see how you did. So I would wait a minimum of 48 hours to go back to the range again. If you did fine, maybe you had just a little bit of soreness, that's fine. But two days after that, you can go back to the range and now hit maybe 40 to 50, 40 to 60 balls. But I'm going to allow you to add in longer irons, maybe your hybrids and three wood. Sometimes you go to the range and you see people just hitting ball after ball after ball, and they hit five balls in a minute, and uh, you definitely need to take your time. There's no point in hitting 20 balls in 10 minutes. You know, think about on a course, you're definitely taking time in between each shot. So I wouldn't say time it, but I would definitely maybe hit one ball a minute. I think that's reasonable because that could simulate somewhat of what you're going to do on the course. I mean, on the course, what? I don't know. Maybe hit one ball every three minutes. So don't be in a rush to hit those balls. Again, after that second time in the range, let's assess and let's see how you did. And if, again, 24, 48 hours after that, if you did good with that and no pain, maybe some soreness and that's about it, then let's go back to the range a third time. This time hit 50 to 70, 50 to 80 balls, something of that sort, using all the clubs in your bag, including your driver. We know that when a golfer of any age holds that driver in their hands, male or female, they want to hit that thing as hard as they can, as far as they can. Now, just a little tip for me. I'm an amateur. And uh, as I told you earlier, sometimes I leave the course feeling great. And sometimes I feel like I want to throw my clubs away. But when you're hitting the driver, don't think you have to hit it hard. The club takes care of everything. But anyway, that third time, again, you're hitting 50 to 80 balls using all the clubs in your bag. Again, you're going at a slower pace. You know, think about how you are on the golf course. You're not hitting 60 balls rapid fire. If you were pain free or minimal pain after that third session at the driving range, now you are ready for the course, but you're not ready to play 18 holes yet. So here's how so I recommend progressing. Once you're back of the course. So first time in the course, play nine holes only, no exception. You may not be able to play nine holes if you feel like, you know what, I've had it after six, and stop. There's no shame in that. You're coming back from an injury. We want to progress you appropriately so you don't have setbacks. But nine holes max. You got to wait a few days, okay? Wait maybe two or three days. And if you tolerated that good, then... Next time of the course, if you play nine and you did fine, no problems, then next time of the course, I'm going to say cautiously, cautiously, you could play 18, but, you know, maybe you play 13, 18 may just be too many holes. So at least play 13. If you don't think you can do 18, do 13. Then if you do 13, then for sure that next time out, you're going to be ready for 18. So that's kind of a general guideline. Again, there's no absolutes here, but I think if you follow this, it'll be a successful transition back to the course. And just a couple other things, and then I'm gonna shut up and let Dr. Bennett talk because I know you all are tired of me. Sorry, Lauren, I've sort of kept you out of this podcast. I'm learning a lot. I think she's gonna quit work tomorrow and she's gonna become a golf pro. So other considerations when you are getting back to the course, first of all, be kind to yourself. The first couple of times in the course, your playing partner's need and you need to understand that you're not going to hit out of a bad lie. So what does that mean? Maybe you had a bad shot and went kind of in the woods and the ground you're hitting off of isn't grass. It could be rough. It could be hard dirt. Don't do that to yourself. Just move it to the short grass and just hit out of that again. Your partners have to understand you're coming back from injury. You're being kind to yourself the first couple of times for sure. Be well-rested and hydrate properly. Don't get two hours of sleep and then go out and play. We need you to be well-rested. Your body is going to perform the best. It's going to be most efficient when it's rested and plenty of hydration. And then do not, do not, do not, do not play through moderate level of pain. Now, if it's minor or some soreness or we ask patients all the time, zero out of 10, how much pain are you having? Zero is pain-free, 10 means you're going to the hospital. You know, if it's a one or two, well, I'm not too worried about that. But if it gets up to four or five, we do not want you playing through that. So you need to really be able to differentiate that. So it's so
0: funny that you talk about Playing 13 holes because it's like the inside joke of my husband and I. Every time we play, he wants to play 18, and I absolutely get so bored after 13 because it takes me like 10 tries to get them (laughs) to fall in the hole. So I'm like good for just driving the golf cart the last five holes. So funny. I'm going to tell him, Dr. Gorman said 13 is the perfect, (laughs) like fake an injury or something.
1: I'm going to give you a a happy marriage, Lauren
0: here we're going to talk about using a golf cart or should you walk it? Well, uh, what do you think we're going to say? We have to say that walking is better for your health, but definitely a do as I say, don't do as I do on this one. <laughs> I'm quite the hypocrite. <laughs> um, so if at all possible, we do encourage you to, uh, depending on the course you're playing on, your level of fitness, we do recommend walking for your health. says that 30% of golfers walk. What do you think about
1: that? Oh, I think that's not true. I'm not sure what study that came from. But uh, where I play, I say if 3% of golfers walk, that might be like, again, it depends on the course. And some courses are just not walkable courses. There may be a quarter mile in between each hole or something. But most courses are walkable. And you look at the pros, you know, the pros uh, on the PGA Tour they're walking a minimum. Well, if they are still playing on Sunday, that means they've walked four rounds plus maybe a practice round or two, 18 holes. And some of those courses, they're very long and they're very challenging and they do it.
0: It is possible.
1: It's very, very possible.
0: Check out these facts with walking on the golf course. The researchers in Sweden found that walking golf equated to 40% to 70% of the intensity of a maximum aerobic workout, assuming that there's 18 holes played. In another study, a cardiologist, Dr. Edward A. Palinck's study showed that walking golfers reduced their levels of bad cholesterol while keeping their good cholesterol steady, and the control group of riding golfers failed to show those good results. That makes sense. The World Golf Foundation estimates that golfers who walk an 18-hole course clock about five miles, golfers who use cart walk less than a half a mile when golfing, and burn up to 2,000 calories. If I could play golf and consider that my workout, that is an absolute win-win for me.
1: When I've walked 18 holes, i got to think about this, but I think it's like 13, 14,000 steps, so it's a lot of steps for sure.
0: So, you know, if you can't walk all of these 18 holes, depending on your course, if you can walk the front nine and take the cart to the back nine, totally doable. So here we go over just some take-home messages. We like to wrap up with a couple recap points here. Do not, do not let injuries keep you off the golf course. If it's a hobby or something you like to do, seek out a PT who is just as passionate about golf as you are and find the reason your pain is keeping you off the golf course. I know who I'm going to call if that's ever the case with me. Dr. Gorman, TPI certified. Call him. He will get you back on the course. When you're recovering from your injury and getting ready for the course, make sure you tune back into Dr. Gorman's return to the golf course plan. How frequent should he do it? How many balls should you hit at a time? Very helpful. And then walk whenever you can on the course. Golf was meant to be a walking game, not a motorized golf cart game. And then last but not least, to tie it into our healthy habits for active aging, your age should never keep you from playing the game you love. Every golfer should have the goal of scoring 100 at the age of 100.
1: Absolutely. Just like the story I told you earlier about Don and his buddies. They're out there every week, and the one golfer is 100. So we can all do that. If that's your passion, Let's get your body in shape. Let's get everything moving the way it should. Let's get everything strong the way it should to keep you on the course. So, Thank you all today for joining us to learn that, yes, indeed, golf can be played safely and not harmful for your body, regardless of your age. You should be able to, with occasional tune-ups, Play this beautiful game your entire life. Please reach out to info at imovephysicaltherapy.com with any questions, comments, or suggestions for future topics. Hey, if you want me to talk more about golf, oh, I would love that podcast. So please reach out to us. And if you'd like to check in to see how Lauren's golf game is going, please check in there, too. So we would love to hear from you. Dr. Bennett and I look forward to seeing you back for our next Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast when we talk about when is the right time to consider a total joint replacement. Have a great day. Thanks. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Healthy
0: Habits for Active Aging podcast. If you have any questions for Dr. Gorman or Dr. Bennett, please send an email to info at imovephysicaltherapy.com. To learn more about healthy aging, visit our website at imovephysicaltherapy.com. Like what you hear? Be sure to rate and subscribe. See you next
1: week.